0: joined in the line now by Nadir Token, analyst at 274 Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Shakina. Nadir, let's talk about the European Central Bank meeting uh, that will be happening later today. Uh, w- 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 gazing into your crystal ball, what can we expect there? Yeah, you know, Sakina, the data coming out of Europe for the, uh, the last couple of weeks has not been great at all. I mean, we saw the retail sales number came in where we saw a 0.1% contraction in retail sales. We saw uh, German industrial production coming in below estimates. And we saw inflation numbers, which were also pretty dismal, coming in at uh, deflation for uh, the year-on-year change in prices within the Eurozone. So, um, and, and, and so pretty much, um, you know, we, we, we see the, the, the European recovery Um, not not as strong as what we may have thought with data coming out at the beginning of the year. And, in fact, even PMI numbers, although expanding, um, you know, were on the lower end of what uh, uh, estimates were for manufacturing activity to expand, with PMI numbers coming in just marginally above uh, 50 index points. So, you know, the data hasn't been great, and we know that Mario Draghi um, really was ramping up quantitative easing and cutting the the central bank deposit rates to negative territory, meaning that banks have to actually pay to to, to, to store money at the ECB, um, you know, is really aimed at trying to stimulate that economy and trying to get economic growth going again. Now, um, you know, given that the numbers that have been coming out have been disappointing, I think we can, accept, uh, we can expect another exceptionally dovish speech from uh, Mr. Groghi and the, and the ECB Monetary Policy Committee. Um, you know, I think we can uh, expect uh, possibly not the announcement of more quantitative easing, but uh, uh, you know, an announcement that uh, if more if the data continues to disappoint, more quantitative easing can be unleashed, the bazooka of quantitative easing. Um, and also you know, we, we can expect uh, the same talk of doing whatever it takes to get economic growth going in the Eurozone again, you know. So I think uh, Mr. Graghi will, will, will be very focused on not uh, sort of losing the momentum that the Euro, that the Eurozone economy was, was gaining sort of in the first uh, two and a half quarters of this year, uh, with the last couple of weeks of data being disappointing. So I think we can expect another highly dovish speech from the central bank governor. Mm. And then uh, the SAB Miller, um, uh, AB InBev uh, takeover offer, and SAB Miller has rejected that, but it wasn't uh, unanimous. You know, Sakina, it's quite an interesting one. I mean, this is obviously a massive deal. If you look at it, it's going to create a, by far the largest brewer in the world. So basically one in three beers consumed globally is going to come from the merged entity. So it's going to be massive. And if you look at uh, the size of M&A activity, it will be the third largest M&A deal in history. So it really is a massive deal. And what we saw yesterday is that uh, um, SAB, the SAB Miller's board rejected the third offer that was made by AB Inbev, you know, and a lot of people are saying it was a very, very generous offer at 42 pounds 15 uh, in cash, which represents a 44% premium um, over SAB's uh, share uh, closing share price the day before um, AB Inbev made public its its its, its, uh, its bid to take over SAB Miller. So it really is a it really was a phenomenally large offer. I mean, it had the blessing of uh, SAB Miller's two largest shareholders, which is Altria, a tobacco company in the U.S., which, manu- which makes uh, Marlboro cigarettes, and the Santa Dominguez family um, yeah, out, out, out of Brazil, which, are, uh, which uh, hold about 14% of the company's stock. So combined, those two shareholders represent about 41% of the company's shareholding. And despite the fact that it had the blessing of these two shareholders, uh, you know, the SAB board, Still rejected the offer. And, you know. So there were two offers that were basically put forward uh, £42.15 in cash or uh, £2.85 in cash plus 0.48 uh, AB InBev shares for every SAB share that's held, but there was a lockup with uh, with regards to trading the AB InBev shares. So um, the, the investors were, were given the shares, weren't allowed to. Trade basically for the, there was a five year lock-in and after five years they would then uh, receive their full allotment of shares which they could trade openly on any exchange. So, you know, it really was, it really was a very generous offer and, uh, but FAB Miller saying that, uh, you know, they represent all the growth in the beer market having the dominant position in emerging markets, particularly in Africa. And, uh, you know, volume growth in the beer market has been coming under severe strain, and that's why AB InBev is looking to go ahead with this deal. You know, it's because volume growth has been so soft. So SAB Miller is saying, um, no, thank you. There's a lot more in this for AB InBev. Um, you know, they're getting access to the very rapidly growing emerging markets, which is wh- where our footprint takes them. And in conjunction with that, you know, there's going to be significant uh, cost savings and synergies by or the two brewers merging, which, uh, which AB InBev are not taking into consideration in, in, in the price. But, uh, so, you know, SAB Miller really pushing back hard, but I think, uh, you know, they, they may be overplaying their hands slightly, um, you know, given the fact that uh, SAB's earnings have been coming under pressure because emerging markets have been coming under pressure. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, this does, this does present a 44% premium, and you can't ignore the fact that, that uh, this uh, SAB is operating in a, a lot of regions in the world where currencies are very volatile and are subject to, um, you know, increasing interest rates in the U.S. and, and, and outflows, as we've seen, um, you know, across emerging market currencies for the last couple of weeks. So, you know, AB has now approached uh, SAB Miller's shareholders and, 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 you know, pleading with them to sort of persuade their board to, to, to accept the offer. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a number of uh, sideline issues which are also being addressed, you know, where AB has uh, has committed to having a secondary listing on the JSE for the merged entity of uh, because 10% of SAB Miller shares I held on, on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, and that's really to appease uh, local investors, uh, the, the biggest of which would be the Public Investment Corporation, which holds about 3% of SAB stock. So, you know, it's really very lengthy negotiations, and one would expect that this would happen with a merger um, of, of the scale. And then very briefly Nadir a mining production numbers also out today. Yeah. You know, look, I mean, we all know that the South African mining sector really has been waning. Um, you know, if you look at uh, over the last two decades or so, we've fallen from the number one gold producer to the number f- to the sixth largest gold producer. And you know, the the, the the biggest problem that South African mining companies are facing is that their grades are getting poorer. And uh, you know, they, they've mined everything. Um, you know, that's uh, very close to the surface, which means that they have to go. Further down uh, the mine shaft to to mine the stuff, and it obviously takes workers much longer to travel all the way down there. So workers spend something like four hours, um, you know, out of a out of an eight-hour workday just getting to the point where they where they're mining the minerals. So. The issue is that, that that's why we've been sliding down the global scales because, you know, a lot of the mines um, the, the, have been mined extensively close to the surface. And, uh, you know, it still contributes somewhere in the region of 18% to GDP, does mining. Um, and, uh, you know, while we still hold a do- fairly dominant position in platinum group metals, in gold uh, we've certainly been declining. And we all know about the issues we've had in the, in the, in the coal industry, you know, with the coal industry really, really depressed with prices coming under pressure. So unfortunately, Sakina, we expect another disappointing number to come out, um, you know, in a sector which is still fairly crucial to the South African economy. And of course, uh, we'll talk about that more tomorrow. Thank you so much, Nadir Token, analyst at 274 Investment Managers. 106.6, the home of SAFM in Bloemfontein. SAFM.